0: Hello and welcome to Goop Tales, episode 65 Gossipina and the Dragon Trees of Socotra Island. I'm Maria Calanchini and I'm the author of Goop Tales. And I am recording this today on April 9th, 2020. So you're probably going to listen to it at a time when you had to stay at home a lot. Well, there is special significance of um, April 9th because today is the birthday of a very special little girl named Maya. And she inspired this story today. Maya's a friend of mine and she just turned 10. And she wanted me to write a story about a goop called Gossipina. So she's a gossipy little goop. So that's where today's story came from. And we are gonna go all the way to the Middle East for this story. It takes place on an island called Socotra Island, which is part of an archipelago, which I had to look this up because I never pronounced it correctly, but it's archipelago. An archipelago is an island group or an island chain, like a cluster of islands. And Socotra Island, is in the Middle East and it is part of an archipelago. That's where we're going to travel today. You are going to meet a masked booby. There's a masked booby. So it's a booby's a kind of bird that seems to live in the archipelagos. It looks like it has a mask over its face. So I'll definitely put pictures of that out for this story. But before we get started, I want to read Read a review from iTunes because I promised I would do one for every story, and I love getting them. So please keep leaving them. So this one is from Tav Rose twenty three, and it was left on March thirtieth of twenty twenty. It's titled "Goop Tales are a bedtime must." My name is Levi, and I love Goop Tales. I am almost four. I listen to Goop Tales almost every night. I am excited for Gossipina to come out. Well, this one's for you, Levi. And I can barely wait. Some gooptail characters my family has thought of are naps no more, he loves coffee and it keeps him awake, and his sister only naps, all she does is nap, and their big sister never blow your nose. They all go on an amazing adventure to Carlsbad, California, which is where his grandparents live, Thank you for your hard work on the stories. Can't wait to hear more. Well, Levi, thank you so much for leaving a review. And I love that you listened to these. You are almost four. I wonder if you're four by the time you're hearing this. Well done. I hope you're picking up some new vocabulary and dreaming about all the places that you might want to visit in the world. So what else do I have for you before we get started? If you want a Goop t-shirt with your favorite Goop, just go to shop gooptails.com I'm updating all of the coloring books. We're going to do I think it's going to be 5 or 6 now because now the goops have grown and there's so many goops. So those are being updated while I produce this podcast. So hopefully in a couple of weeks those will be out in our email sequence. So if you want to make sure you're getting all the coloring books, just sign up on the email list at gooptails.com and you will get them all sent to you sequentially. Okay, I think that's it for now. I'm ready to go to Socotra Island and meet a masked booby and find out what Gossipina did. And I hope that you are too. So I will see you on the other side. Gossipina was so very charismatic, she had quite the flair for the dramatic. She could smile and fascinate. Her charm was really first-rate. But oh, the stories she could brew. Many were most certainly not true. Chapter One Once upon a time, there was a very chatty little goop girl called Gossipina. Gossipina was full of charisma, and she was very well-read. Any subject you could think of, Gossipina could speak about. Did you know that Cleopatra helped to murder three of her siblings? And she also wasn't actually Egyptian. Gossipina would sprinkle these sort of tidbits into conversation whenever possible. Oh, Einstein, I bet you didn't know that Einstein's parents were very worried about him because his head was so large and misshapen. He also had an awful memory and couldn't even remember his own phone number. She volunteered during the middle of Miss Wigglebutt's history class. Miss Wigglebutt just threw her a stern look and carried on. The other goops loved to be around Gossapina because she seemed to know everything about everyone. But and it was a very large butt. Gossipina was known to spin stories that weren't exactly true. Once she overheard Pie Jam and Goblick speaking, Pie Jam said, I bake 20 little
1: strawberry pies for the school bake sale, and they are most delicious. Goblick replied, Mm, that sounds amazing. I'm
0: gonna go to the bake sale and be buying a few of those pies. Gossipina then went around school saying, I heard that Pie Jam and Goblet ate all of the pies they were supposed to bring to the bake sale. Can you believe that? Gossipina had a flair for turning fact into fiction and stirring up trouble. She enjoyed the drama. She would walk around with a tiny little notebook and note down all the interesting tidbits she heard throughout the day and save them for the right moment. She entertained everyone with her fun facts, as she liked to call them. The only problem was that they weren't always facts. Once she spun a very funny story about Hogger. Hogger was known to hog things and not share them. One day, Gossipina saw Hogger hogging the ball while playing dodgeball. No matter where the ball went, Hogger was on it and wouldn't let anyone else get it. Gossipina watched as Hogger darted all over the field, hogging the ball from Chryso and Balfred. They didn't stand a chance, although they did keep trying to get the ball. Later, she told Very Vane, Oh my gosh! You should have seen Hogger during dodgeball today. He hopped all over like a kangaroo, hugging that ball and keeping it to himself. Chryso and Balfred were so upset with him that they both burst out crying and boo-hooed for the rest of the day. I think he even hogged their lunches after. Very vain couldn't stop laughing. (laughs) When Hogger found out, what Gossipina had said, he couldn't stop laughing either, especially when he heard that he was described as a hopping kangaroo. Of course, this was a huge exaggeration, but it made for a good story. So Gossipina indulged in a little embellishment. Gossipina thought that Hogger was quite a hoot. And since he laughed at her stories, she decided she would invite him to go out waterfall exploring. Come on, Hogger, it will be fun. We will leave before sunrise when no one else is around. I heard there are elves at the waterfall right before the sun rises. Really? asked Hogger in disbelief. Why, yes, said Gossipina with conviction. Gossipina had never heard any such thing, but it just sounded so good and intriguing that she said it anyway. Yes, they are the elves of the dawn, she continued. Say no more. I'm in, said Hogger. What time do we meet? Six a.m. sharp. I will see you tomorrow. So the next morning, Gossipina and Hogger met and started their walk to the waterfalls. I can't
1: wait to see an elf of the dawn. I wonder what they look like,
0: said Hogger. As they got closer... Shh! We must be very quiet, or they won't appear, fibbed Gossipina. The waterfalls were glorious and sprinkled with morning sunshine. They flowed down from a flat rock high above and created a white curtain of water. Once they were at the falls, Hogger grew impatient and whispered testily... So where are they? The elves of the dawn. I don't see anything. Gossipina waited until Hogger wasn't looking, and then said, Oh, just there, I saw one, as she pointed towards the edge of the falls. Hogger whipped his head around, but he didn't see a thing. Oh, you've just missed him, sighed Gossipina. Hogger began to grow annoyed. Is this one of your gossipy stories? He asked Gossipina as she walked over towards the white curtain of water flowing down. I would never make up a story about this, she replied as she opened up her little notebook and began to write. She wanted to convince Hogger this was all true. Hmm, grunted Hogger. As she wrapped her fingers around her tiny pencil, she felt a force greater than her, and it pulled her right into her notebook. And then the notebook snapped shut and Gossipina disappeared. Chapter 2 Gossapina felt smashed and flat, so she kicked and squirmed until she flew out of her notebook and popped back to her full size. She shook herself a little to get out all the wrinkles, and then she took a look at her surroundings and gasped out loud. (gasps) There were dry dirt craters and the strangest-looking trees she had ever seen with thick, hard trunks and hefty branches that spread out in circle shapes. The branches were burly and twisted and they formed enormous umbrellas over their trunks and every tree looked as if it held a secret. I I feel like I'm in outer space, Gossapina gasped to herself. I've heard that before, replied a brassy voice. But you're not.
1: You're in Socotra Island, in the middle of the Indian Ocean. Gossipina looked
0: up to see the strangest-looking white bird with black side stripes, but the most unusual thing about him was he looked as if he was wearing a black mask over his eyes. She burst out (laughs) laughing. What what are you, some sort of bird bandit? She (laughs) chuckled. The bird just
1: rolled his eyeballs. You think I haven't heard it all before? I'm a masked
0: booby. And my name is Zorro. Gossipina laughed (laughs) even harder and pulled out her little notebook to make a note of the masked booby. What
1: are you doing? Asked Zorro.
0: Oh, I just like to keep notes about interesting things, she replied. Hmm. Well, then you will
1: probably be taking a lot of notes around here. Things are interesting. You look around right now and everything looks quiet and still. And no one is about. But don't be fooled. Every one of those dragon trees holds a secret. And some of them, you don't want to know their secrets. Said Zorro
0: as he pointed to one of the strange looking trees. I knew it. I knew it. Sang out Gossapina as she hopped up and down with glee. I could just tell by looking at them. Then she pulled out her notebook and spoke. As she wrote, dragging trees are scattered all over Socotra Island, and they hold dreadful secrets that could make you disappear forever.
1: (laughs) I didn't say that, said Zorro. I just said they held secrets, and you don't want to know some of those secrets.
0: Well, I like to add my own little spin on things. (laughs) Gossapina said, as she smiled back at Zorro. Zorro had never met such a peculiar little creature, and he looked at her in a very puzzled way. He wasn't sure what to make of her. Have it your way, but be
1: careful nonetheless. I don't think a creature like you belongs here for long. One of those dragon trees could snap you up, and you would become its secret. Gossapina's
0: eyes bulged. What are you talking about? she half-shrieked. Zoro then explained to her that every dragon tree held a secret, some good and some bad. Once a tree revealed its secret, it needed a new one. Each tree had resin that was known as red dragon blood that came from the tree itself. The resin was taken from the trees to be used as medicine, dye, and pigment for art. If resin was taken from a tree, its secret was released and the dragon needed a new secret to live on. Zora went on to tell her that once an old village woman came to one of the dragon trees to take out the dragon blood to use as medicine for her sick son. As she drew the resin from the tree, a small masked booby popped out and flew away. It was a baby booby that the tree had trapped as its secret. Fortunately, the baby booby wasn't trapped in the tree for his whole life. Now that tree and many others were still looking for new secrets. Gossipina listened intently as Zoro spoke. She most decidedly didn't want to be the secret of a dragon tree. Well, how do you become the secret of the tree? They can't run after you and catch you, can they? If you don't take their resin, how would they ever capture you? She asked. Now it was Zorro's turn to laugh. No, they can't run, he
1: assured her. But they can draw you to them. They can be irresistible. If they want to be, they will shift their energy in the light of the moon and look inviting, yet mysterious. And you will want to climb their branches and unlock their mysteries. And if the moonlight and the energy are just right, you won't be able to
0: resist. Gossapina was writing furiously in her notebook. She took down every word that Zorro said, and then she looked up at the darkening sky and back at Zorro and said, "'I'm not worried. Bring on the moonlight. Bring on the mystery. I'm ready.' Zorro just stared at her, wondering if she had lost her mind. Chapter 3 The moonlight did come, and it was brilliant. The moon was a golden shining ball, hanging in the sky, and it seemed to shine only on Socotra as it illuminated the entire island and gave it the air of a planet floating in space. Gossapina was instantly in a trance. She began to follow a path that looked as if it had been carved into the earth by long ago meteorites. And as she walked along, she saw dragon trees scattering the landscape. Their branches curled and twisted into puzzle pieces. The moon continued to shine with every step she took and led her in a particular direction and Gossipina had no choice but to follow. As she looked at the dragon trees, she wondered what secret each one held. Was it good or bad? Or perhaps the tree was looking for a new secret. That thought sent a little shiver down Gossapina's spine. She didn't want to become the secret of a dragon tree. Gossapina blinked her eyes and cocked her head, almost as if she were waking up from a dream. There was a song dancing through the night air, and at first she thought she must be hearing things. The song faded in and out, and Gossapina was unsure if she should trust her ears, and then it grew even louder, while the moonlight sparkled on a nearby dragon tree. The branches were intertwined as if they were hugging one another. Gossipina walked to the foot of the tree and looked up from below. The sight was spectacular and completely irresistible. The tree had just the right pockets in its roots, creating a ladder all the way to the top. And it beckoned Gossipina She walked right over and stuck her foot in a hole in the trunk of the tree. It fit perfectly. Then she reached her tiny hand above and stuck it in a crevice. And so it began. Gossapina's ascent up the tree, one hand after one foot, after one hand after one foot, and up she went. As she climbed, the song grew louder and even more bewitching. For a brief moment, Gossipina thought about what Zorro had said, but the combination of moonlight and the irresistible songbird kept her moving. She needed to uncover the mystery of the songbird and the tree. As she reached the top, she saw a little glimmer of gold. At first, she mistook it for moonlight, but on closer inspection, she realized that it was the head of a tiny golden bird. The bird was sitting deep in the tree branch, singing its song for the night wind. He was nestled between two twisted branches, but he seemed calm and content. I must speak to him and unravel the mystery of this tree, Gossipina said to herself as she grabbed onto a nearby branch and began her journey into the treetop. Once she was inside the dragon tree branches, it was another world, a world of dark passages and twisted tunnels that seemed to go on forever. This was not what Gossipina was expecting, but she followed the branches leading toward the golden bird nonetheless. It was easy to climb over the burly branches and go through their tunnels because the moon lit her way. Soon, she was just inches away from the tiny golden songbird. He didn't stop singing. He didn't even look at Gossipina. He must be the secret of this tree, she thought to herself. Then she pulled out her little notebook and began to write about the golden singing bird. He was happily in the dragon tree singing by moonlight night after night. He is surely the happy secret of the dragon tree as he has no sadness And his song is beautiful, she wrote. Then she snapped her little notebook closed and began to go back through the treetop to make her descent. But her legs wouldn't move. She couldn't move, and the branches seemed to envelope her in a tight grip. The little bird suddenly flew out from the tree into the night air. He had been the secret of the tree for years and was finally released as the dragon tree hid a new secret. It was the moment the little bird had been waiting for, for years. Now, Gossipina was the new secret of the dragon tree. Chapter Four. Vasapina felt the burly branches of the tree hold her tight. There was no escaping them. Why, why, why? She thought to herself. How could I have been so stupid? She was now the secret of the dragon tree. And she didn't even have the ability to sing like the beautiful golden songbird. Who would ever hear her? Who would ever know that she was here? She sat in the still darkness bound by the tree, listening to the golden songbird sing songs of joy as he reunited with his family. Gossapina decided to just enjoy the music for the time being, as she really didn't have a choice. It wasn't long before she dozed off to sleep, embraced by the dragon tree. As the sun rose, a beam of sunlight struck her in the eye, and she popped right up. Gossapina quickly found that she could easily move about the dragon tree. She could climb throughout the branches and discover secret passages and tiny caves, but she couldn't climb down the trunk to the ground below. Several times she tried to climb down the trunk the same way she had climbed up it, but it was impossible, almost like there was a force stopping her. So for the time being, Gossipina decided to surrender to the tree she went exploring in the enormous treetop of the dragon tree. It was full of pathways and tunnels that led to tiny hiding places. Each branch held a different view of Socotra Island, and they were all magnificent. From an Eastern branch, Gossapina surveyed the moon-like island and pretended that she was an astronaut stuck in outer space. From another branch, She could see the Indian Ocean, and this time she pretended that she was a pirate lost at sea. After an entire day of exploring the inside of the dragon treetop, Gassapina was exhausted, but she still wanted desperately to go home. She tried to shimmy down the trunk again, but it was impossible, so she climbed out to the end of a large, thick branch and looked at the moon as it hung brilliantly over the Indian Ocean. Then, she had an idea. Gassapina pulled out her tiny notebook and wrote, To whoever finds this, my name is Gassapina, and I am stuck in the top of this dragon tree. Please help me. Then she made the note into a paper airplane and sent it straight into the darkness below, nose first. The tree branches curled around her and Gossipina fell asleep. When she woke the next morning, she looked to the ground below and saw that the note was gone. Oh my, someone must have found my note. Maybe they will help me today, she thought. Then she went about her day in the tree, searching for more secret tunnels and wonderful views, awaiting a rescue. But alas, no one came. When night fell again, Gossipina climbed out to the edge of a large branch and looked up at the moon, and in the sweetest little voice, she sang, I see the moon, and the moon sees me Stuck in a dragon tree I must look like the size of a pea But I wish someone would save me Suddenly, there was a whoosh in the air, and Gossipina looked up, to come face to face with a masked bandit who swooped down and grabbed her and flew her over the sea. It was Zoro. He had found her note earlier in the day and he told Gossipina that he had to wait until Nightfall to rescue her when he could sneak in unseen. Gossipina had never been so grateful to anyone in all her life. Oh, Zoro, I can't thank you enough, she said. Just write the ending you want and watch what happens, said Zorro as he glanced down at her. For the first time ever, Gossipina pulled out her tiny notepad and didn't write anything gossipy. Instead, she wrote that she wanted to go home to Goop World. The moment she finished writing, Zorro dropped her into the Indian Ocean far below and she disappeared. Gossipina felt flat and smashed, and it was dark. So she kicked and pushed until her tiny notebook opened up and she popped out and turned back to her full size. When she did, she found she was standing in her bedroom back in Goop World. The first thing she did was pick up her notebook and look at her notes about Socotra Island. It did happen, she murmured to herself. Then she grabbed her notebook and set out the door to find Hogger and tell him all about it. But he was nowhere to be found. He was being held by a gorilla in Uganda. But that is a tale for another time. Okay, well, thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed going to Socotra Island and meeting Dasapina's little friend Zorro. And if you did enjoy this podcast, please leave a review at iTunes. Just go to gooptails.com forward slash reviews and I'll show you how. And thank you so much to those of you who have left reviews. I have read them all and I reread them. I know there's someone on there. I can't remember the name who said you probably don't read these, but I promise you I read every single one. And I also read all the Goop names that you're sending me. You all are busy at home writing Goop names and I love it because I'm getting a lot more than normal sent to me. So I'm also gonna respond to all of those. I've responded to many of them, but if you haven't heard from me, I'm getting back to them, hopefully today. So keep them coming. I keep all of the ideas on an Excel spreadsheet and then I look at them when I'm about to create a new goop tail and I get inspired for who's coming next. So you never know when yours is gonna be chosen. So let's see. I think that's it. I know you're probably staying at home right now and thank you for doing that. We're all in this together. And I hope that these stories make the time go by a little faster and with a little more fun. And remember that you can close your eyes and let your imagination take you anywhere you want at any time. So until the next time, make every day a Goop Day.